What's up, everyone? This is Race to the Finish. This is Carlos, and now we're moving on to our ninth episode. So we're almost at 10, and I decided to bring on uh, somebody that I met a long time ago uh, from a clothing brand outside or out over there in the west side of the country. And so, uh, you know, uh, Rick, I just have you introduce yourself. What's going on, people, man? My name is Rick uh, Montaño. I'm the owner of Barely Broke Clothing. Um, I'm here based in the Inland Empire, which is about 60 miles east of Los Angeles. Oh, cool, cool, cool. All right, sweet. So um, what I can say for sure is that I, I, I really don't even remember how I came across your brand. Like, seriously, I think it was probably like on like Instagram or something, or I saw somebody wearing something that it was, uh, it said like born of an immigrant. Right. Right. And so, and I'm like, oh shoot, like this hat is dope. Like I gotta buy it, you know, cause it kind of spoke to me. I was born of an immigrant, right? I was born here in this country, uh, where it's like my parents are from El Salvador. And um, was I going to say, and so to see that like represented on clothing, like I wanted to don that, like I wanted to show like that, that's something that like represented me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so exactly. uh, I think that's kind of how I came across uh, your stuff. Yeah, man, that's, I mean, that's really the point in making that whole campaign was um, really to just bring awareness to that. You know, most people I grew up with, um, they're born of immigrant as well. So there was really no brand or anything catering to that. Um, so, I mean, that's that's really just, it, it came from a conversation between, yeah. between some friends and we just, we figured out like, man, there's no brands that are just like talking about first generations first generation um children you know out here there's no representation it's kind of like it just kind of got lost in the whole fashion industry i feel like so it just it just came from a conversation in 2014 um so that's where it came i think that's life. when it was about like when i when i like first like found the hat i think that's when it was i don't i don't actually remember when i start college like 2013 so it must have been a year after yeah, it was 2015 when i first when i first saw your stuff yeah. and so uh yeah dude i remember like i bought the hat and then i think i hit you up or something on instagram and i was like hey like this stuff is pretty cool and i was going to meet uh this big like uh activist for the undocumented community his name is like i forgot his name like jose jose something but i, I remember that you, you you know what i'm saying right yeah i remember that. So, i remember exactly when you when um you reached out and that, that was actually it was crazy because you reached out during a time where i kind of was like the the concept of it really wasn't resonating with people like it, it wasn't it, the sales they were like sales wise it wasn't really hitting like people weren't really understanding it um and then around that time it probably took a couple years to really get moving i think the the moment that it took off was when trump got elected as president i think i think from that moment on is is when it kind of went viral but before mm -hmm. that there was it was hard man it was people like you that were the ones supporting people that were actually like on the ground actually doing something um within these topics that that were the ones basically buying it only there was no yeah. like massive yeah. um you know it wasn't like regular people it was it was people that were really in the communities that were really that really resonated with them and they wanted to have conversations they wanted to actually wear it and have somebody ask them about it and create a dialogue from it 
Yeah, that's for sure. And I remember, so I just looked it up. His name was Jose Antonio Vargas, and he came out to my college to do a talk. And I think that's when I actually hit you up for the first time. I'm like, hey, like this dude, like he was on CNN and he's pretty viral right now. Like, I'm going to wear your hat to this meeting that I'm going to have with him. And he actually asked me about it. He just like, huh, I like that hat. Where'd you get it? And I told him about your website. So I don't know if he ever bought anything from it, obviously. But like that, you know, that's just just goes to show like when you have like um, like an influential brand. Right. But that speaks more to, you know, than just people's wallets, obviously, but like more towards like um ethical values like they're gonna align with it you know what i'm saying right. and and so that's what i thank you for i mean obviously you're an artist you know you do a lot more things uh with you know w- with your clothing that you that you sell on barely broke and so i think that's yeah. like really inspirational you know what i'm saying um what i see what i see like in our community and stuff is that a lot of us kind of get scared to go out and create and really kind of look at our craft and say like, Hey, I can make something out of it. You know, we're so quick to be defeated. So like, I guess I kind of want to know a little bit more about like your background. I never really had like an in-depth conversation with you. And so like, I, you know, tell me a little bit more about Rick. Like, you know, what are you about? Like, what's your inspiration with barely broke and everything that you do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, at first I'm like, I always been into fashion since I was young. So the fashion thing has always just been part of me, but, I never really got into like the whole political, social aspect of it until later on in life. So maybe 2012, I started um, realizing like like there was really no pur- I didn't have a purpose when I was doing when I was doing when I was creating. There was no purpose. It was just more like you know whatever was trending or whatever you know maybe music inspired or there the inspirations would just be like outside, but it wouldn't be um, actual like views that I had or things that, mm-hmm. that I wanted to say, you know? And I think around 2013, I was like, you know what? I, I switched the whole direction of the brand. So the brand was kind of a, a cool little hype brand at first, which was like, you know, I, I used I started using like a lot of colors that were matching shoes. And like, you know, during that time, it was all about like sneakers and, and you know, what clothing brand had the, like the cool pieces to match the sneakers. And right. you know, just, just a lot of that trendy stuff. Um, but I just, I just, I didn't feel good about it. Um, I, mind you, this, this is the crazy part is I was actually making a lot more money during that time than the time, like than now actually, because that, yeah. that's actually, you know, the hype stuff, believe it or not, is just what the kids want, you know? And it's just, yeah, what, it's, for sure. it's just what sells. So I actually took a big hit in sales when I switched over to a more political brand. Um, my sales definitely right. declined, which was, I mean, it, it, in a sense, like it didn't, I, I, I didn't really care at that point. I was like, you know what? I'm actually having fun though. I actually feel like I'm making something and it's like, it represents something. It's, it's like, I had a passion behind it at that point. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and you know, it's interesting to hear. Cause I mean, so I'm out here in, in like Cleveland, the Cleveland area. Right. And so things are a lot more like, I guess you could say difficult to talk about when it comes to like social issues and stuff like that. So, I mean, I've been to Southern California. I got family out there and, and it seems like a lot of people are like really, you know, at least down with like having a conversation, you know? And, and so it's interesting to hear like, like sales kind of went down when you shifted over to more of like a social awareness type of, uh, a brand, you know what I'm saying? And so why do you think that is like, what, what, have you ever heard like about any pushback or anything or? 
I mean, I, I honestly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real with you. I think what it is is that I think a lot of people are scared to wear it and and have to have those conversations. I, I think it's, yeah. it's a lot easier to just wear something that's cool and you know and and really have nobody really hound you or have be like, oh, well, what does that mean? And then just kind of because it carries a lot with it. If you have a hat that's that says "Born of an Immigrant," you're gonna have conservative people like like want to talk and be like well you know you know they're gonna have their whole rhetoric that they give you right from wearing a hat and and also there's gonna be people that that are gonna be like oh well why would you why would you put your family on blast like you basically I feel that you know what I mean and it's like that then it's like that aspect of it so it's like it's it's difficult man because I feel like people have to actually stand up and have a conversation and I think most people don't want to do that so they it's easier almost to not wear it or not they, it's 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 easier to support it, but just be like, yo, you know what? I like I support you, but I just I don't know if I could wear it because I don't know if right. I want to, you know, I don't know if I want to have those conversations. And it's true, I understand, man. I get it. Like you are gonna get people are gonna ask you questions, and you know, even not even the born of immigrant itself, but I, I you know, I had another concept was called America's Nightmare, and I spelled America with three Ks, and um, you know, just talking about just. Uh, you know, police brutality and racism, yeah. and, and that that T-shirt. A lot of people were scared to wear it because they didn't know how people were gonna. They didn't know the meaning of it and how people were gonna take offense to it. Um, it was actually from a Tupac lyric. He had a song mm-hmm. called America's "Nightmare," and he talks about um, you know racism and how America. You know, they definitely have. There's racism built into America, and the whole T-shirt was kind of about that. And that T-shirt didn't sell well either. Um, just because of the fact that, you know, it was really, really controversial. So, and it's tough, man. Trust me. Like a lot of times it's so much easier to just make a brand that's like, that doesn't touch on like all hype. Yeah. Just hype doesn't touch on politics, you know, get it on all, get it on all these hype stores, you know, get, and then just make, make a lot of money and just have fun. But I mean, for me, I just, I just, it's just not about that, man. It's just really passionate. I'm really passionate about just having people just speak on these topics and just really like pushing that, you know, if you're proud to be born of an immigrant, like you're going to wear it and you're going to speak about it. You know what I mean? And, and um, like by having a shirt or a hat, it's almost like you're forcing yourself to get out of that comfort zone. Right. Like and I do remember the, the America's nightmare. Uh, I think you had like a hat out there too, right? Yeah, there was a hat and then it was a jacket. It was like a whole, Ensemble. It was a whole line, yeah. And yeah. so, like, uh, I, I'm pretty sure one of my friends, he's actually going to end up being a guest on the show later, but uh, I'm pretty sure he has one of the hats. Like, because I remember I, wo- I, I walked into, into work one day and I was wearing the Born of an Immigrant hat. And he asked me, like, hey, like, that's, like, that's different. Like, where, where'd you get that? And I said, well, I showed him the website and he actually went on and, and, um, and bought that hat. You know, and so that's something else that I think that I, I think is interesting about the work that you do is that you don't only speak to like like Latinx folks, but also like black folks and, 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 and folks of other demographics, too. Yeah. And, even Asian as well. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. just it's just, you know, just everybody, really. I mean, I, I also dropped a, a, a unity collection that actually just represents unification amongst all races. So, you know what I mean? I, I do try not to be too, like, um, di- like divided. Like, you know, because I also don't want to push, like, division between, between races. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I, I can't help but to talk about what's really going on. You know what I mean? Like brown folk are really, really out here getting the short end of the stick. You know, black African-Americans are as well. So it's like, I'm, I'm just speaking on facts. And trust me, like, it would, it would be lovely for there to be unification. That, that, I mean, if racism was, like, completely eradicated, that's the goal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do try to speak on that um, with collections as well. So it's not only just, like, you know, keeping it within that. I also try to bring awareness to unity on top of right and it's it's important too i mean so i would i just got off this this meeting and stuff uh because i'm I'm about to go out to seattle for this conference and i'm going to be on this panel and and it's a it's a latino panel and a lot of uh you know a lot of us are from different backgrounds and they were asking like what, what does it mean to be someone who's latinx and i was like well it doesn't necessarily mean to look like something you know like we're from many different countries and so uh, the conclusion that we came down to is like, you know, all of us are always fighting with each other because we're trying to fight for the spotlight. You know, some people are taking up too much room. Some people don't have enough room at all. So it's kind of finding that happy medium. And then that's when we that's that's when we ultimately want to reach unity is to figure out where that respect lines between all of us. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so I guess what I want to know more about, though, is so like. Born of an immigrant, right? And so, so I can say this as 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 one of your customers, you know, I can say that. But also, like, as an, an admirer of like what you're doing is just that phrase alone, you know, speaks to so many people, right? So, what is I guess what inspired you to really put it out there on clothing? You know what I'm saying? Like, there has to be a story just behind that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It actually took a long time, because um, initially in 2012 was when I thought about it. I was like, I need to make a shirt that's for first generations, like Mm -hmm. children, you know what I mean? And at first it was going to be like, it was just going to say first generation, you know? And and I was like, nah, that's kind of like too simple. And I battled with this probably like the whole year. It was, it was a whole year from 2012 to 2013 where I was like trying to find the right way of uh, like the the right verbiage to put. So effort before born of immigrant, it was going to be child of an immigrant. Um, that's actually the two final final sayings that that um, I came down to, and I kind of battled with both of them. And I and I and I thought that child of an immigrant just didn't sound um, as powerful as born of an immigrant. Even though a lot of people yeah. have something to say with about born of an immigrant, a lot of people say um, grammatically it's not correct. Really? Um, yeah. There's actually been like like. English professors that have hit me up and like <laughs> there's people that are super like linguistic and they, they actually said that it, it's not, it, it's not proper. It's not a proper way of saying it. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it sounds like, right to me. I mean, I don't, I don't know, whatever, yeah. but okay. I mean, me too, <laughs> I mean, me too, bro. Like for me, it was like, Oh, that's it. It just clicked at the moment. But like, I guess if you break down the verbiage of it, it's, it, it it's, I don't know. It's not grammatic. It's not grammatically perfect. Uh, <laughs> but, but you know, it's all right. I was like, bro. I don't care. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and, and tr- try to rearrange my whole thing. Just no, I get it. A couple people think it's grammatically wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's more important, the message or like the fact that you get bothered that it's not grammatically correct? No, I, I get what you're saying. I want to. I want to share a little story with you because I kind of went through something like went through something like that uh, before. So when I was still when I was a student, 
at uh, John Kerry University. It's a it's a school up here in Cleveland, and I was an executive um, for the for the Latin American Student Association at my school. And there was this thing that just went down. It it literally just went down at my school. Like a bunch of a bunch of Trump supporters were going wild about this sociology project where they put up a fence in front of the student center. You can still get into the student center. That was they just said like, oh well, this is like too much. Like no, we gotta. Pre-, and and it just turned into this whole thing where like eventually um, a bunch of our uh, uh, how can you say. Uh, our members were like spat on, like they were telling us to go back to our own countries and stuff. It really just blew yeah. up into this whole thing, right? And pe- like this is this is this is real. Like a lot, a lot of people don't believe this actually happens because, like oh, Facebook, the, they'll put the videos out there, and then then you have the conspiracy theorists that are like, "Oh, well, they were hired by 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 the Democrats to fake it." It's like what? Right. Like yeah. no, bro. Like th- these this is actually something that I lived through. But anyways, back to the story. So um, we had to respond, obviously, not like violently, but like we had to respond. And so we teamed up with uh, the students for social justice and um, we slept outside. We we literally like slept outside and it was cold. Like it was in between like the fall and winter months. So it wasn't like snowing, but it was cold. But we still slept outside. We got a projector and everything. We started putting up like activism videos and all of that. and. The next day, I woke up and I didn't go to class or anything. So, if there's any students out there, don't take my example. Just do what you need to do when it when when it calls for it. But that's what I'm saying. But I didn't go to class at all. And uh, you know, long story short, short, we came up with a movement, and it was called Somos Unidos. And it was my idea to call it Somos Unidos. And apparently, that's also grammatically incorrect in Spanish. Right. And it's it, it supposedly supposed to be estamos unidos, but the idea was it's like we're so somos is more so like a permanent thing, rather is is estamos means like it can come to an end. I wanted to send the message like, no, like we're always unified, no matter what. Like it doesn't matter like what happens, like you're never going to break us type of message. And so that was the deeper message message of it. But then you have like my, my Spanish professors and then other Spanish speakers on my campus telling me, nah, like we look dumb now. Like it's grammatically correct. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care. Like that's the message, you know, like you're missing the point. Like by complaining about this, you know what I'm saying? And, I mean, I, I could always, I think about it like this, bro. You think about the biggest companies in the world. They're not, actually, right. they're not actually words, you know, like Nike, Adidas. Those aren't actual. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm like, and you're talking about the biggest companies in the world. So it's like, it doesn't always have to be like perfect. You know what I mean? As long as you have the message, as long as the message is there and there's, it's, it's solidified. You know what I mean? I think that's the most important part. All the other stuff. I mean, misspellings is one thing. Oh yeah. I get that. But, but then you have like people who clearly misspell things, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's different. Um, so kind of moving forward and stuff, like you have other imagery on your clothes, right? So, uh, obviously with unity, you had the fist going up in the air with the different skin tones, but right. something I want to know a little bit more about in this, I always kind of wondered this personally, so I'm going to find out myself too, is the strawberry, you know, like you have like strawberry imagery on your clothes, you know, like you, you hand painted on them and everything. So like, right. tell me a little bit about that. So the strawberries, um, actually it started off as a collaboration. One of my good friends, Nicholas Mayfield, he, um, he's also, he's a painter designer as well and um we were trying to think of a way to collaborate and he uses um oranges because he's uh he's from riverside and they're known for like 
they're oranges. So that's kind of his, his whole thing. So when we talked about a collaboration, we talked, we were trying to think of a, something that represents, you know, our collaboration. And it's, and I was like, let's do something like a fruit. And I was just digging deep. And um, I realized that, you know, even my grandpa, he was a bracero, um, you know, during the Cesar Chavez era, you know, and he picked strawberries at one point of his life. So I was like, oh, this is perfect because it also represents like, you know, the whole political movement of the seventies, but also like it's personal to me and my family. So um, yeah, that's just kind of how it, we just, we just ran with that. And then so many people just loved it. They just loved the fact that there was just strawberries. Like they just hadn't really seen that. And then unfortunately Gucci came out with a whole strawberry collection. Um, oh man. Right after that. And it, they actually, like they really mimicked one of our pieces and um, and it was like a whole thing. But I mean, eventually we got over it, but then we, when that happened, we went harder. So we, so we were like, you know what, instead of just complaining and being like, oh, Gucci took our stuff, like, like F Gucci and stuff like that. Like, instead of taking that route, we went more of the route where it was like, let's, um, let's make a whole, another collection kind of just like, making it better than what they tried to do. So we did another strawberry collection just to like let Gucci know that like that, you know, that wasn't our only concept. We can make a whole, we can make another collection if we wanted to. And just to show our creativity as independent designers and without having to be like complaining, you know, we just, we just kind of made the product speak for itself. So we kind of reintroduced the strawberries and, and people just seem to love that whole concept. And, and it's, it's dope because a lot of people have been emailing me saying that like their grandparents were bracetos as well, or they, right. you know, and they were like, it's dope because I've never heard anybody try to represent that in fashion. So like, yeah, it was nostalgic for people because they, they kind of traced it back to their family roots. So now it became like, Oh, I want to wear that to represent my grandma or I want to wear that to represent my uncle. And you know what I mean? So it just, it, it just became a lot more powerful because people were just like starting to like tap into their roots. And I mean, ultimately that's what it's about, you know, like to wear something that's like really, really meaningful to you. And it has a meaning, not just wear like a tea, like, Oh, why'd you get that tea? Like, Oh, I don't know. It just looked cool on the rack. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It, it's, it's more like, oh, I got this because, you know, my, my mother or my grandfather did this and, 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 you know, and Delano and blah, 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 blah. Like, and that, and that just, is just so much more powerful on why you purchase something. You know what I mean? So. Right. And I, yeah. I, didn't you put out like a post or something? Like I, I actually, now that you brought up that whole thing about, about Gucci, I, I swear I saw a post about that, and that's crazy. Like you know, you, they got eyes on you. You know what I'm saying? Like like looking at looking at, at your designs and stuff like that, and mimicking it. But it's even better that you're even still pushing through with it because at the end of the day, I mean, you seen the you seen the scandals that Gucci just got themselves into. You know um, what I'm saying? And it happened around the same time, which is which is crazy because it was almost like karma because literally right. the blackface thing happened right after we seen the the shot the they actually didn't use strawberries they used mushrooms but they oh, they laid okay. out they the way the they they also used strawberries 
for another for another thing, but the specific jacket, they replaced the strawberries with the mushrooms. And they literally, it literally laid it out. So they were probably like, I don't know. I don't know how Gucci is involved in like design. I don't know if they have a design team that's actually like on social media kind of getting inspirations or like, I don't really know how that works, but it definitely was undeniable that, that it came from that. Um, and then, and then the strawberry thing after that, and then the blackface thing, it was just right. like, you know, they just got hit back to back to back. And um, I mean, a lot of people were like, well, doesn't that take away from your whole thing if they're just focused on the blackface now? So, like, they really don't care about you guys anymore getting jacked. Now they just think, now they just care about, now it's just a blackface issue. So it, it, it kind of, but I was like, nah, you know what? It's just karma. Like, however they're going to get it, if, if it wasn't through us, at least they're getting reprimanded through the blackface thing. Right. Just just to have the company just change when it comes to just design. Like you can't go around taking people's stuff and like expect for it to be cool. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna get called out eventually. And I mean, that's how they got called out. So as long yeah. as there, and, and, there's awareness to it, it's it's all that really matters. Mm-hmm. And and ultimately, yeah, like that like you said, that's what matters. And 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 what was I gonna say? So like, yeah, it's the message behind like what what you're putting behind your art and stuff like that too. It, it, this whole conversation reminds me of this this episode that I had with my friend Malcolm. He's just getting started with his with his clothing brand, um, and like to the point where he's stitching he's stitching his own clothes and everything. And so, um, but he he brought up he brought up Gucci and and he said you know uh, he's 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 African American so he's a he's a black entrepreneur. Okay. And and so we started kind of exploring that that realm of a uh, a conversation, and he was like, "I just kind of wish that my people would stop buying into these big designer brands that just kind of look as uh, look at us as and I'm paraphrasing as 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 nobodies, pretty much, you know, that could just take advantage of our culture and pretty much make fun of us. I mean, because of that blackface sweater that went out there, you know, and it, it's not only." It's not only um, the black community that participates so much in this, too. It's like I think that's what makes brands like yours super important because it kind of refocuses everything to what actually matters. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's it, it, but also, I mean, it's also pretty interesting too that you brought up like earlier on in the episode. It's like, well, you know, some people are probably scared to wear the clothes because they don't want to have that conversation. They're maybe a little bit more introverted with their activism. Right. right. They kind of want to hand, handle things behind closed doors or behind behind the curtains and backstage type of thing. And so or they just don't really care about the topic. Yeah, so that's you, true. You know, they might not even just be, you know, like want to do research or even know what's going on. You know, sometimes it's easier to turn a blind eye on what's really happening, you know. Mm -hmm. so yeah. And so I guess for those for those type of people, you know, like how, I guess what else like could they do? Like how how could barely broke you know offer itself to those types of people? You see what I'm saying? Or what what or what do you think? What do you think are some ideas that you can kind of, you know, um, how can you say appeal to that type of demographic or psychographic? Well, I mean, to be honest, man, like I don't I don't really I don't really care to like appease everybody. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's yeah. The brand, bro, like you really have to be specific on who you're targeting. 
And if you know you try to you try to get everybody on board, it's like it doesn't really work, man. It's it, there's always going to be people that want this, want that. Like, oh, you should you should have did that in this red color, or oh, you should have put this on the sweater instead of the crew neck. Right. Like, Everyone got to have an opinion. Yeah, there's always going to be opinions, man, and you just kind of have to like just really focus on what your meaning is and what you want to portray, and then just kind of like there'll be people that that don't like it, they'd be like, hey, I can't wear that. It's just not me. And I respect that. You know what I mean? Like they can just wear another brand that that they feel more comfortable. But I mean, I, I'm also working on just stuff that just says barely broke, just kind of has the branding of the brand without right. it being it. Because at the end of the day, the name of the brand is barely broke, not born of an immigrant. Right, right, right. So it's just a concept within the brand. But, you know, I do have, I'm working on this new collection that I'm dropping next month. And a lot of stuff just has the branding of Barely Broke, just kind of just going back to the essence of, of the brand and, and, and just the name of it. Because at the end of the day, bro, a lot of people just like the name Barely Broke because of just of just what it means. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's just when I started the brand, that's what I felt like I, I, I was making decent money. But I mean, obviously, I wasn't rich, but I wasn't like on the street homeless. So like it was almost like a, 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 I was I was like it was like a middle ground, and I felt the only way to, I, I was trying to figure out ways to portray that verbiage. Like what, what does a common person feel like when they start a company? Like if they're you know if they're struggling and they're they're coming up, but they have a little bit of money. Obviously, you, you, if you have a like to me, if you have like a roof over your head, you know you have you have a car. You know what I mean you're 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 good. You're not broke. Right. You know, like, you'd be like, oh, I'm so broke, but they have they have the essentials. There's there's really people out here that are broke, like they have nothing that'll be on yeah. the street. So yeah. it was just a way of of me figuring out like a like a a statement or like an everyday person feels. Um like you know, and that's that's just kind of like the, that's where the name came from. So it's the name itself is just powerful too. So I kinda wanna for the people that maybe not are into political stuff, but are more into the actual name of the brand. I do have things for them. You know what I mean? So there is stuff for somebody that, you know, maybe wants to be a supporter, but just doesn't want to be political. Right. And, and there are all those types of folks too. And the only reason I ask is because, so I had a conversation with, um, another one of my friends and, and she mentioned that, activism looks differently in different ways i mean it's it's an obvious statement but you know activism can be done in education on a one-on-one basis it doesn't have to be like out there in the streets rioting or 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 participating in a a public display or anything like that you know it doesn't always have to be the stereotypical um imagery of of activism right and so there might be those folks who you know that don't want to wear that across their chest that 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 type of person is not me i want to wear it across my chest i feel obligated to you know what i'm saying right. and 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 i want to make sure that listeners out there are still receiving your message no matter what uh whether it be you know they 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 buy the clothing or hear what you have to say through your, this podcast or anything like that because i truly believe in what you're doing i mean so I guess how I can align is like this, you know, like creators, you know, they obviously create for things, you know, uh, other than the just, you know, the joy of just making something, you know, there there is a greater purpose behind it. And so for what I can see, you know, like you said, like the brand isn't 
born of an immigrant is barely broke. But, you know, for someone that, that may not know or be familiar with local brands or, or, or anything like if I live in Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm completely disconnected from California <laughs> and, you know, I might think that it is born of an immigrant, but that's what drew me in. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that that's what caught my eye. It's like, yo, like, I want to be able to to wear this and be proud of it. You know, and 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 ultimately, the fact that 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 your clothing was able to make me feel that is 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 something incredibly, um, uh, it's, it's something that you should be incredibly proud of. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Um, so in terms of like, in terms of like community, you know, like what what does I guess what does the what does the designer creator community that you uh, that you participate in look like in terms of like this type of movement? Are you the only are you the only one that's doing this type of thing, or like uh, are you working with other designers to kind of push this message forward? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, my company itself is just me. Um, huh. I did have, I did have partners, but like I said, man, it's when you have a company that's not really super profitable. Um, you know, based off of the, the stuff, you know, I'm, I'm really passionate about getting these ideas out. And a lot of people kind of don't see eye to eye because it's not profitable and people want to make money. You know, if you work for a company, you want to, you want to, you want to make money. You don't want to be in a company where you're just not getting paid and, and this and this and that. So I understand, um, I understand that part. So I, unfortunately I kind of run it myself because of that. Um, I, I have other things that I do to kind of finance myself. So this is for, for me, this is kind of something that's for fun. And um, oh, okay. it's just a passion, man. It's it's just, you know, something that I don't make a bunch of money on, but like, I just, I'm just so passionate about it. And I just want, I want to create something that people are just so proud to wear. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, so, so how'd you get, how'd you get started with all of this? Stuff? I mean, I, I bet you, even if it's for fun, like, it must have been hard, you know, getting the message out there and, and really getting people on board with this type of yeah. uh, uh, stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I, you know, I've always worked, I had like regular jobs too, you know what I mean? Like recently, I, I've, you know, I've, I've had other businesses, but like, I mean, it, yeah, it's hard, man. It, it's it's hard to, to really work on something. Like you put so much money and effort into it and then like you don't make the money back. And then you're like, okay, well, I got to make something else because people love it. And then, you know, and it's just like you do that so many times. You're just like, man, like, like I'm losing. It's almost like I'm losing so much money um, just just because I'm so like the passion is like outweighing everything to the point mm-hmm. where it's just like, you know, it's not it, it doesn't make sense on a on a company business standpoint. You know, if, if you have an investor that comes in and, and looks at the numbers it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? And, and for them, they'll be like, well, why are you even still in business? It is, it's just not profitable. But I think, right. I think for me, it's just, like I said, man, it's just, it's so much deeper than just money. It's, it's just really about just getting the message out. And like, you know, if I can make a little money here, if I could break even, then I'm happy with that, you know? And if it could be, man, who knows? Like, you know, one day maybe get, I get a blessing and, and I just have hundreds of orders coming in every day. Like, you know, and that, that's just, that'd be something. Yeah. That's just that to me, that would be like, man, like I, I worked, it was all worth it. You know, all those years of just kind of like grinding it out, like it finally paid off, you know, and, and, you know, hopefully that happens one day, but I, I don't, you know, that's not my number one focus. My number one focus is just keeping, 
new concepts alive, just bringing fresh stuff and then just like still remaining true to the brand and, and you know, my beliefs at the end of the day. Um, yeah, but it, it, and it's that, that's important. Yeah, and it sucks, man, because I see so many other brands benefiting off this immigration topic. You know, like yeah. it's, it almost seems like everybody wants a piece of the bread. Everybody wants a piece of the pie now because, you know, immigration is a hot topic. So let me make a, let me make a, um, you know, I, I mean, obviously, or I, people have used Born of an Immigrant. Like there's shirts on Amazon right now that completely took my whole thing and just slapped it on a shirt and selling it for like 15 bucks on Amazon, on Redbubble. There's like five different sites that actually have Dang. taken my whole, the actual wording word for word, bro. And, and it's, and they're actually just doing it for profit. It's all just, yeah, you know, just, just make a cheap shirt with a saying on it and let's all make money off of it. And you're you right. Know, and there's been other, there's been other um, brands that kind of switched the wording. So they'll, they'll put like, you know, children of an immigrant or, or whatever. They'll just try to w flip the wordplay around to mean the same thing. And then the, they'll do like a whole campaign. And like, that's the most frustrating part, I think, for me, because a lot of people are just it's like cultural appropriation type of thing. Like, I'm going to I'm going to jump on this because it's just a hot, you know, it, it's just a hot topic, even though like, let's just say like it would be like somebody that's like maybe half Latin or maybe has parents that are not immigrants, but they're just they just feel compelled to be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make some money off. This, this is a hot topic, you know, and right. I've, I've been seeing this a lot, man. And and it's it and it's really sad to see how people just like would do anything for a dollar, for and, sure. And, and you know what I mean. That I think that's one of my most frustrating things that I kind of wanted to talk about um, when it came to this. Is just like it's just letting kind of people know, like, man, do do your research when you buy those type of shirts. You know, like when when somebody says that they're gonna they're selling this shirt and it's getting donated to this, uh, you know, this charity or whatever, like like do research, like find out if this charity even accepts donations or like, what are they really doing? Or like, you know, find out about the owner, find out who runs the company. Like, are they really about the message? Are they really dealing with immigration within their family or, you know what I mean? Like, I think this is really important. Um, Cause I, I feel like a lot of people buy these products for, for, cause they obviously they want to wear something to represent themselves for them, but they don't kind of do research on like where it's coming from. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you don't they don't wanna... know like they don't know where those dollars are funneling into. Right. You're buying a born of immigrant shirt on Amazon. That's not going to me. You know what I mean? That's going to mm -hmm. to, you know, Jeff Bezos and, and you know the whole company and Amazon and they're you know, so it's just like you're you're supporting a company that, you know, that that sells technology to ICE. Right. And it's not really supporting the movement like they should yeah. be with all that money. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, I, I think that's to me, that's one of the most frustrating things with this whole thing outside of outside of me, just like, you know, grinding it out and doing all that. Just seeing that is just more frustrating than than, you know, than anything, because, you know, I'm out here really I really live the motto. You know what I mean? I really took years, like a whole year to create the verb the verbiage and the wordplay for it and for it to just get like tossed around and then stolen. Yeah. Tossed around and just basically being used for profit is, is crazy to me. That's man. wild. 
That is, and it well, I mean, I I say that it's wild, but that's typical. I mean, like at the same, like, this is the United States, right? And so everything needs to circulate, you know, in terms of making making profit. I'm not saying it's okay by all means. In fact, that's what I speak out against. And it's sad that like you know that you put all this work into 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 a movement, you know, and then it's co opted by big businesses, right, just to make themselves a dollar. Like I, as you were telling me about like. You know about the shirts being on Amazon or Amazon. You're right. Like there, I could literally see three of them, four of them in front of my face right now, and they cost seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, and it's 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 crazy because you already know like the quality of those shirts are a little different and stuff like that. But even even let I mean let's put even aside like the the, the product itself, but it's the movement that's behind the product. It's like you're like you said your dollars are going straight to to bezos you know and amazon where the company itself hasn't really lived out at all really lived out to um you know to the community that it supposedly serves you know and and it it, it doesn't you know there's been mul- like multiple scandals that came out about all of that and and in comparison to like artists like yourself or designers like yourself, you know, that are actually putting in all this work, you know, coming out and saying it like, hey, like my profit margins are barely nothing. Like right. it, it like it was still though, like supporting me would would was still like allow me to put out more content. It's kind of like it kind of reminds me of like content creators. So like myself, like that, you know, I don't I don't I don't even accept donations for this podcast. I'm not asking for anything, exactly. you know, from this. This is literally something that I'm doing for for, for fun, but also because I think it's important. And so it's kind of crazy to hear you speak the way that 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 you are because I I kind of align with that sentiment. It's like we're not doing this to get famous. We're not doing this to like you know to 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 make to become millionaires or anything like that. Like the the important thing is that there's a movement that needs to be that needs to progress. You know, and the way that we know how to do do that is by creating. And it, I can only imagine like if someone co- goes out. And starts a podcast and I don't know, calls it race to the finish, right? And does the exact same thing, but then they have access to like <laughs> they have Man, access to people. like a top-notch studio, rich people, investors, put them on and everything, and then they just blow up using my ideas. You see okay. what I'm saying? Like that's that's crazy to think about. And the thing is, like that could actually happen. Like <laughs> it happens you know? all the time, bro. To be honest with you, a lot of independent designers or creatives go through that. You know, yeah, and, and it's, it's 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 crazy. It's unfortunate that people don't do the research, though, man. That's like every time I buy something, bro. I I I really I don't I I don't know if like other people do this, but I like if I buy a brand, I want to know who the own like I want to know who the owner is. I want to know about them. I want to know where it's come from. I want to know the story of the brand. Like that's just the kind of consumer I am. You know what I mean? I I just yeah. like to know yeah. like. Even when I go shopping, bro, I, I go shopping at like Gardenas or I go shopping at like, you know, um, you know, the little mom and pop Hispanic shop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll go I'll go eat at like, uh, you know, I won't eat at chains. I don't eat at like, you know, big chains. I eat at little mom and pop spots around like there's a Salvadorian spot that I go to that that's just literally a mom and pop spot, bro, where I go eat. Like mm-hmm. it's just like. You know that that's just kind of like how I lived my whole life, um, you know. Yeah, and, and that, just, that's living responsibly. Yeah, I just wish a lot more people would kind of live that way, and I, I think it it would it would help a lot of small businesses um, that deserve to be on a big scale. You know, get on that scale. 
if people did that. Right. And it, it kind of reminds me of this panel that I went to. So, like, I kind of, like, dip my feet into different things. Like, yeah, this podcast is probably my biggest project right now. But um, I got involved with the gaming space. So, like, the video game industry. So, like, that's that's this conference I'm going out to um, in, in Seattle. It's called PAX West. and yeah so this kind of long short story behind that is like i won a contest to go out of pax east which was in boston and this was back in march but i met uh this group is called latinx and gaming and they were like super inspiring to me like literally like that panel like literally changed my life only because i saw people that look like me that came from similar backgrounds like me or my parents and it, it showed that like hey like if I want to get involved in this space, it's not just a dream at this point. Like there's literally people out here doing this. And so I asked them, I was like, how do I become you? And so they, um, they opened up the invitation for everybody that went, but like they, you know, to join the group, though, this online community. So pretty much what ended up happening was, is that the one guy that was, uh, his name is Juan. Uh, he put out an invitation like, Hey, like we're going to put on a panel this time in, in Seattle. Like, Hit me up if you're trying to go. And I said, hey, like, I don't work in the gaming space, but, and I understand if you choose somebody else, uh, but hey, I'm just shooting my shot. Like, if you want to, yeah. and he said, yeah, like, you're on. I'm like, what? So yeah, it literally, but- like, if you give yourself a shot, somebody else will give you a shot. 100%. You know, like, if you show, like, hey, like, I'm confident in this dream enough where, like, I'm literally about to go borderline crazy for this. <laughs> like, 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 like somebody will say like, dang, this person has this much passion, you know, behind what they're doing. Maybe I should give him a shot. And that happened for me. So yeah. when we're, when we're going out there, um, you know, uh, we're going to talk about all these different types of things. And, and I'm like deeply excited about that. And the fact that I'm able to do that, I want to be able to show that other people who may just be curious, like, Hey, like you can do this too. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we're also obligated to do that. That's powerful, man, because the gaming industry, man, that's what's next, bro. It's, it's actually, you're actually, you're actually um, doing a really good thing right now because I didn't even think about a Latin community in the gaming industry until you just brought that up. Like that's, that just blew my mind right now because that's literally the future. Like, like all the gamers I've been seeing have been, for the most part, like white guys. You know, the one, the ones, the ones that are killing it. So I haven't really seen representation in that, in that like realm yet. Mm-hmm. So I think, man. Yeah, and if you think about it too. Huge. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think that's gonna be like that's gonna be huge, bro. And and I'm glad that you're like, you're catching it early because it's, it's definitely. It's definitely a little early for most people, but that industry's moving fast. Yeah, yeah, and that's for sure. And and but aside, I guess where I was going with it though was like, I guess you know, has there has there been like, um, and thank you by the way for for the compliments. You know, I'm not trying to like blow that off. No, it's no, just no. how I am. Like you know, like yeah, like yeah, it's nice, but I gotta keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, you. No, I just had to tell you, bro, because they, like that just blew my mind. I didn't even think about. Representation yeah. in that in that realm. That's thank crazy. you, thank you. And and I guess where I was going with it though is like, where how do you see like the next generation of designers that want to get into this space? Like, what would you tell them? Like, what what to look out for? Or what like advice would you give the uh, the next generation? I mean, really, man, it, it's just 
it's really easy with this new generation to kind of follow footsteps and kind of like do what other people are doing. Um, just especially with like YouTube and like all these things, like literally there's people, there's courses that people have that you pay and they teach you exactly how to make a brand. They'll teach you like, Oh, you mm -hmm. want to start a brand pay, pay us this much money and we'll teach you how to make a brand from scratch. And like, I think, there's going to be a lot of that coming up and a lot of that doesn't drive, it doesn't come with passion. Like it, it's a lot of it just is driven by profit. So a lot of people are like, Oh, well, you know, they could do it. I could do a brand too. And, and I think, um, I, I think that's going to be a problem. And I, I just think that more people should just do it for the actual, they should, they should actually do it to get a message that they have, um, yeah. that they want to portray you know what i mean and they want to give off to the world and i don't think it should be about like oh well let, let me have somebody teach me how to um you know make a brand to make some money like it's more about just like you really being passionate about what you're doing i mean it sounds so cliche bro like but right right doesn't I, it though i hate i hate saying that because a lot of people ask me like oh you know what do you think i should do like what, you, what would you tell me as an upcoming designer and it's just like like bro Follow your passion. You know what I mean? It's just, it's yeah. funny, but it's like, like, bro, that's really what drives like next level ideas is, is like, if you don't have that passion and you don't, you don't love it, you're not going to come with the, you're not going to come with these born of immigrant, like conceptual things within your brand. It's just going to be like, you're just going to be slapping logos everywhere. And it's just not ever going to really be meaningful to you. And I mean, it, it, it sounds cliche, man, but it's, it's really, passion is really what drives brands to the next level. And it's really what inspires me to buy a brand is when I see like these designers, like really, really grinding, really putting the details into each piece, really putting the quality out. Like that inspires me to buy something. And that, you know I mean? I don't really, I don't really buy a lot of clothing, bro. Like, like it's rare for me to buy clothing, but when I buy it, even if it's expensive, like it's because like I really respected the passion that went into that garment or, or the design, the passion that that designer put in, put into that whole, you know what I mean? Into that piece. So yeah, I mean, it, it's just going to get a little more difficult to be passionate just because a lot of things are going to be able, like handed to you in a sense, like, Oh, you want to, you want to make a brand? Yeah. Here's how you do it. Boom. And it's just like, I feel like, that's like that's just gonna take away from um passion because you're just you're gonna rely on other people kind of telling you how to do it and it, and then you're gonna start seeing a couple dollars and it's gonna be hard to just kind of like really dig deep and really have the purpose that you want so i mean right and that, that's my biggest thing is just 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 move with passion just let that let that steer you through through all, everything that's how the concepts are going to come to you you know, if you're if you're thinking about fashion all day, every day, like if you're thinking about like all the concepts are going to come, bro. Like if you think about music all day, you know, you, you want to be an artist. All you do is research like artists, art, artistry or all you do is research old music so that you can get inspired by old music. Like eventually you're going to be a great artist, you know what I mean? Because that's just what mm. your life is about, you know? So it's just I don't know. It's it's a tough no, question. and and I, I want you to feel, I want you to feel confident in what you're saying too. It, it's because like yeah, you're right. I, I feel weird when I tell people that too. It's like it just sounds so cliche. Like I hope they don't think like I'm just telling them something so they can go away. Like it's literally that. And so like you know, 
I don't want to sound apathetic to people's excuses, like because that's not what I mean at all. Like, like when when I say like you just gotta have passion. Like if you have a dream, go for it. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, it doesn't. It, it matters to an extent, obviously, but like it doesn't necessarily matter as much as people think. Like what your circumstances are. You know what I'm saying? Like if you have like a vision, if you have a dream, you're gonna be more upset with yourself if you don't do something about it, right? Or ever do something about it, no matter what. And um, you know, you you got to be able to try things out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and it, I kind of said this in the last episode too, because we were kind of ta- I was talking with my friend. Her name is Yana. She started her own little clothing b- business too. It's really more of like a t-shirt brand and stuff. Um, but still, it has equal like like it's all passion behind it, like representing her community, the Garifuna community, and. Um, you know, so then she said is like, there's power, there's power in what you say. And, and it's very true. Like what you put out there, you know, through your words is what ultimately motivates you to actually get it done. And so if we keep on telling ourselves like, oh, I can't do this, or I can't do this because, or I can't like, because may be true. The thing is, is like, how you will you overcome? And I'm glad that you put it in the words that you did is because if you have a passion behind something, that's all you're going to look up. Like if your passion is about clothing, you're only going to research clothing because that's what you love to do. If your passion is podcasting, you're going to listen to podcasts, you're going to study podcasts, you're going to talk to podcasters, and because that's what you ultimately want to do, and that skill set translates into your craft. And 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 that to me, I never actually thought about it that way. And 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 I'm glad you said it, man. That's why I love the show. Like I, I learned so many new things. <laughs> But 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 that, like what's important though, man, is also like you have to have something substantial though. Like it has to be powerful too. Like because I mean, a lot of people, you know, have these ideas and be like, "Oh, this would be cool." But it's like you really have to dig deep, dig into that concept, and see if other people are doing that too. Like before I did born of an immigrant, bro, I researched everywhere. Like I literally Google searched. I like. I, I did everything I could to, to realize that it hadn't been touched. So that's why I moved forward with it. But but you also got to do that research, too, because, you know, we there's millions of millions of people in this world, bro. And a lot of people, you're going to think of the same topic. You know what I mean? And, and right. you don't research if it's already been done. You know, you might you might get you might not be motivated when you find out like, oh, damn, like this person has been doing that this whole time. Or, or this person already dropped that. Like, damn. Like, and I just think you got to do that research too. I think it's important to be like, if you have an idea, like, really find out if it's something that's really gonna like push through. If you really have something that that's substantial and is more powerful than than um, anything out, or if it's even been done. Um, right. Because I do see a lot of the same stuff, like people preaching the same message. You know? Yeah in a different way and it's like not to take away from that person but you know like if that particular concept's been done like you kind of want to just kind of steer away from it sometimes like yeah i mean not to not to like demotivate people but i mean like you know like right now like if you know if somebody drops a born of immigrant line it's just like and they might not know that i exist in the world but they didn't do the research you know, they they might. It's kind of like, what are you doing? It might look kind of silly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's I think that's that's important. Just as much as just being passionate, it's just kind of like 
also doing your, your work and your research, making sure that it's something that's different and new and fresh. Yeah. And that's also really important that you said that too. And it kind of reminds me of my own creative process with this show. It's like, I remember I was sitting at a diner uh, because, uh, so I don't know if you, I never told you this, but like race to the finish actually started as a school project a year ago. I, I produced seven episodes and I stopped because I was afraid that, that, that I would have like a racist employer that would fire me if I continue. And that was such a stupid thought. Like, and, but it's a realistic one, I think. And it so is. that's why, I, yeah, like, that's why I stopped doing the show. But then I got angry at myself. I'm like, why did I stop doing that? Like, I have a passion, like, and I upset a lot of people by stopping the show. Like, a lot of, it, it extended far beyond a school assignment, I guess what you, I guess we can say. Right. And, you know, part of this assignment, though, is that, like, or a proof of that is I was sitting at this diner for breakfast. And I'm like, I got to think of a name for this thing. Like, I know what the idea is, right? But what's the name of it? And I was literally like on my iPad, I was looking up stuff and I was like, what is something that's different that you got to think about, but it's not obvious mm. for a title. And I thought about race to the finish. And I was, and, and the thing is that thought came to my head cause I was thinking about super smash brothers <laughs> and, <laughs> and there's a, and, and for the one for the GameCube for super smash Bros. melee, like there was a, there was a, a, a mode called race to the finish. And I'm like, okay, so how does race, how does the super smash brothers relate to, uh, race and ethnicity and culture it doesn't it doesn't it's just a video game but the thing is like the words race to the finish it's the word it imply, right it's wordplay you know like race obviously race but right. to the finish also has significance is that like we're continuing like you said earlier on in the episode the the, the goal the 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 goal the mission is to end racism right the thing is the way that i look at it is that we're all kind of rushing to get there we're all trying to figure out an answer that's what the finish is and so that's kind of like what the title encapsulates, but no one would really know that by reading it. But the fact that I can have a conversation behind it is, is, is what it really means. And so by doing that research, right. Um, I was like, is there any podcasts out there that are named race to the finish? And there's, there, I don't think there is a single one. Yeah. I could be wrong, but there isn't a single one. And that's, that's when I was like, yep, that's it. That's yeah. that's what I'm naming the podcast. And that's important. You know? So like when it comes, I don't know about any other brands that are named barely broke. I have never seen, uh, born of an immigrant on any other uh, clothing besides when you brought this Amazon thing to my attention. And that goes to show that, you know, yeah, it's out there, but it's not nearly as quality as yours. I mean, it kind of shows that like, you know, I was able to find your clothing on my own through social media. And that means that your clothing is influential. That means like it has higher ethical quality, I guess you could say. And right. so, um, but yeah, man, we discussed a lot. And I'm glad I, I'm glad I got to, you know, be able to have this conversation with you and get to know you a little bit better. You, you're really doing some good things out here. And I I really wish you the best, you know. So so what is next, though, you know, for Bailey Broke? Like, where, um, where do you see it going? Like I said, I, ha I have another collection um, I've been working on the whole year. Uh, last time I dropped the collection was in January. Um, that was the mm -hmm. Power to the People collection. Um, and. So it's been a long time, and I've had this con. This next collection is called Fear No Man, which is I haven't even told anybody. So this is like kind of new. So, oh, okay. So it's called Fear No Man, and um, and it's it's basically just you know another powerful collection that I've kind of had in my head for years now, and I've finally been able to lay it out. And it's 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 pretty much I'm I'm doing all the little shoots now and and getting the final stuff done, but I, I'm going to release that in September. 
Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and that, that's going to be like, I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be powerful because it's going to have. Um, so you know how the born immigrant design is kind of simplistic; it's just font. Mm-hmm. So I figured out a way to make it like an actual design. Like, oh, nice! Like okay, like, like a visual now, as opposed to just font. So, so that I'm introducing that, which is like you can say part two to born of immigrant design. So, like, like the the next elevated design to that, and um, it's all hand drawn. It's it's man, it's powerful, bro. Like you I can't wait to see it. You don't even have to read the words "born of an immigrant." Just the actual imagery is gonna say that. Wow! Like, like it's just it's it's. So I'm excited about that, man, because I think I've kind of been writing this "born of like it's just been not that I've been writing it, but it's just it's just people love the boldness of it. So I was like, why am I gonna change what people people just love wearing it bold on their shirt or across their across the hat, but. I think as a creative, you always want to like step out of side, outside of the comfort zone and really take it to the next level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just my creative self was like, I need, I need imagery for that. I need, I need to let people know like, damn, like it's not just a font. Like it's, and I mean, it's, it's a message, but I'm just a deeper thinker, bro. I, I want it to be powerful in every aspect. So and that's it, dope, and I'm sure it will be just because after hearing this conversation, I, I have no doubt that it that that it that it uh won't be power or I don't know you know what I'm trying to say yeah, yeah. I, it will be powerful <laughs> it, it will, will be man. powerful and uh, and then outside of that, I'm also I'm continuing my power of giving um campaign so with every order um I don't know if you know this, but I started doing this probably the beginning of the year. But with every order, I actually um, give people money. Like I put money in an envelope. And um, so what you're supposed to do with that is you can give it to like somebody in need or you can donate it to um, any charity that you want. So, you know, sometimes it's a dollar, sometimes it's five dollars. It's it's really random depending on like really what I have in my pocket at that moment um, whenever the order comes in. But that's something that I've that I've been doing this whole like this whole year, and um, I think it's something that nobody's done, and I think it's not e- not even a big company is willing to take money out of their pocket and actually give it back to the customer. Um, wow! Whether, wh- yeah, whether it be a dollar, whether it be whatever. So that's a campaign that I'm I'm I, I'm I'm pushing still, even though like a lot of people have not been responsive to that. So I don't know where the money went. Like, like a lot, a lot of people haven't like emailed me back saying like, "Hey, thanks for the money I donated to this." I haven't got a lot of that, so I'm kind of worried if it's really translating. Yeah, but I mean, it's in an envelope, and it and it gives you a whole paragraph, and it talks about you know the whole power of giving and how important that is. So, and also I did this because um, I feel like a lot of people question companies when they be like. Um, for example, like I have a born immigrant. So a lot of people are probably going to ask me like, Oh, do you even donate to immigration? Or, um, like do you even donate to these companies and these charities that are doing things. And, um, that's actually a lot harder than what it sounds like. Cause it's, it's really hard to donate to these kids, for example, that are in the ice facility, like right. you can't just donate to them. Like 
it just uh, it's a lot harder than what people say people think it's like oh you should just donate money to those kids like that money doesn't go to those kids like there's so many like little loopholes in that so so basically basically what i'm trying to do is kind of like um let people know like look like you know i'm i'm obviously i'm 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 helping as much as i can but like let me put it in your hands as well like okay like you question where where this money might be going to or if i'm even helping then i'm going to i'm going to put money back in your pocket and i'm going to let you do this you know do what you got to do with it so if you feel like i'm not doing my job then donate that money to the organization that you think is doing the right thing yeah you know what I mean? That, so it's, it's just, it's kind of like out, honestly, bro, it's outlandish. It's it's like, especially when I'm telling you that I'm not making that much money and for me to go <laughs> and do this again on top of that, it sounds, it sounds like ridiculous. You know what I mean? But man, that's just how much I really just like am trying to hit it like from all angles and just really just like let people know like, damn, like how can I not support them? Like they're giving so much value to me as a customer, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, and at the end of the day, I'm just, I'm just trying to be different, man. Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to be a company that's just done things that other companies have never done before. Like, like if I ever receive money, bro, in my order, I'll flip. I'll be like, yo, this is like, like I would make sure I tell everybody. I'd be like, bro, if you order from them, like they literally gave me like money back. Like, like yeah. in an envelope, like who does that? So that that's kind of the whole thing too. It's just it's just kind of to really get people talking and really just to get people knowing like like man, this is a real company and this is a company that really cares. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. yeah, man. Other than that, that's just this collection is kind of the next thing, and then um, just keep keep coming up with new concepts. I don't really I don't really have a your. Like I'm really unorthodox when I drop clothing. Like I don't have like a spring, a fall, a summer. Um, I really just drop whenever, and I don't. And if I feel like dropping a hoodie in the summer, I'll I'll drop a hoodie in the summer, bro. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. not I'm not really stuck on the traditions of collections and seasons. Um, I'm just more about if I designed a hoodie at that particular time and it happens to be June, then I mean it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like it's just. I work at kind of my own pace and um and I just you know it's kind of sporadic bro like sometimes I'll drop four collections a year sometimes I'll drop one so it kind of keeps keeps like an exclusivity to it as well mm-hmm. and um you know like I said marketing standpoint probably ridiculous because you're not you're not feeding the customer consistently you know like when you have a product you want to make sure they consistently are hearing from you you know what I mean? Are you like you're, you're there's like feedback consistently and like there'll be times where customers won't hear nothing for six months. Like like what happened to the brand? Like did they even exist? And then boom, I just pop out of nowhere and have a collection. So it's on a marketing and business standpoint, bro, it's probably I'm probably doing it all wrong. But <laughs> but like I said, man, I just love doing it. So I hey. I, I really admire what you're doing, and 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 I'm I truly mean that. Like you know, you ask, I, and my friends know like what I mean by this is like you know I, I'm very, I'm very negative about 
business. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I get skeptical when you know we talked about this earlier in the episode. It's like when somebody puts a, a message or uses like a social issue, right, and puts it on clothing and just kind of sells it on Amazon to make a buck. Like that's exactly the type of stuff that I'm skeptical about. Is someone co-opting something, a very real issue, and 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 using it to make money to get a piece of that pie? Not necessarily because they want to help, but all of these things. You know that you're telling me about, like you know, the power of giving, right? Or, or, or your next collection, or your next, you know, all of that. Like, it, it reassures me that, yeah, like your heart is truly in the right place. Like, you, the goal is to make a difference. The goal is to be different. You know, to show that, like, hey, like what I'm doing is truly going to make a difference. And if you don't think that I'm making a difference, then you make the difference. Exactly. You know, it, it's it, it's not only about you know supporting a movement, but it's also challenging yourself to start a movement, and that's. Exactly like really really powerful and so but yeah man so like we 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 kind of like ran ran the time for the episode and stuff yeah, we can really talk bad. about no no no, no, no it's bad. no one's bad it's no one's bad it's just that like i just uh, what i wanted to say is that like we talked about so much and and i really hope that listeners can feel inspired to kind of go on and look at their own craft or look at their own talents and passions and say hey like i can do this you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um and and I ask every guest at the end of the episode to answer two things. So, like, the first question would be, uh, if you could say one last thing before signing off in the episode, what would it be? And then do you have any shout-outs and how can we follow you on uh, on social media and stuff like that and, and all of that? So, I guess we'll start with the first one. Yeah, like, you know, if you could say one last thing before we sign off with the episode, what would it be? Um, I think, like I mentioned earlier, man, I, I think more people should um, just really look in, into what they're buying. You know what I mean? Like, really do research on the companies that you're buying from. Really see what these people are about. And um, just really know who you're supporting, man. And, and um, you know, I think, I think like, I told, like I was telling you, that's one of the most frustrating things is, is uh, you know, you have companies like Amazon and all these companies making the same thing I'm making, but at, at a, like a low cost. So, like, and it's just from people not researching where where the original product came from, so I think I think that's my biggest thing is to tell people is just kind of do your due diligence and kind of do a little more research on what you consume, what you buy. Um, but yeah, right. And um, do you have any shout outs or anything like that? Um, man, I don't even know what to say, bro. Just shout out everybody that supports the brand. Um. You know, my family, my girl, everybody. Awesome. And then how can we how can we follow you on social media? Like what like um, what are your handles and stuff like that? How can we engage and, and the website too? So I have I have an actual brand Instagram, which is barely broke LA. Um and then yeah. I have my personal which is born of an immigrant. So I actually just took that as my 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 name, like on the Instagram. So both of them All are, right, that's awesome. and then the website is also barelybrokela.com. Cool, cool, and and for listeners out there that you know, I'll put all the links into the description. And I want to thank Rick. Rick, thank you so much for coming on to the thank show. You, I learned a lot, and and it rekindled my fire to keep on doing what I'm doing. And I really hope I'm representing the listener here, and and I hope that you know that can rekindle their fire too. And thank you know, you. for the listeners out there. Uh, if you want to write into the show, you can email me Carlos at race the number two, the finish dot live. Uh, I'm still not done with this damn website yet. 
Like I just been I started a new job and and it's just you know I'm going to PAX in a couple of weeks. So there's a lot going on. So please be patient with me about this website. It'll get done eventually. But um, you know you can listen to the show on YouTube, Facebook, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher. I think that's everything. But uh, yeah, so subscribe, follow, write a review, whatever you want. And uh, tune in next time. There's going to be a lot more content coming here in the next two weeks. But thank you again, Rick. And everyone, we'll see you later. Bye-bye.